I've been in hospital three separate times. One was the big three-week stay in the coma. Number two was the nerve damage diagnosis. Number three was a surprise attack out of nowhere, and I couldn't breathe properly. You know, perfectly healthy 17-year-old, no underlying conditions. It's crazy. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Hi, I'm Chloe Maidley, author of The Four Week Body Blitz and now The Fat Loss Blitz. And welcome to my new podcast, The Bodcast. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking to all of my favorite celebrities and health and fitness professionals about everything you can think of in terms of diet, nutrition, training, fat loss, muscle building. I'm going to be asking them all the questions that I think you guys will benefit from hearing the answers to. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Now, I'm really excited because today's guest is a reality star. She's an author. She's a model. She's actually just become a restaurateur. However, despite all of these amazing accolades, the main reason that I actually wanted her on today was because she is a vegan. Now, I obviously get inundated with messages from vegans daily. And of course, I can give the odd tips and tricks and ideas. But not being a vegan myself, there is a whole world and wealth of experience that I am not privy to. Um, So I guess being a really big believer in experience, I would like to welcome Lucy Watson to the show. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very glad to have you here and I have loads of, uh, of course, I have loads of questions that I can't wait to ask you because like, like I said, because of what I do now, I have an amazing health and fitness audience and and I really try and help them as much as I can with like yeah. every question that they come to me with. And there are a few bits of advice I can give my vegans and my vegetarians, yeah. but I It's really, a minefield. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I and I really feel bad sometimes that I can't help them more. So I thought why not get you on to talk okay. about it and uh, maybe you can help them out a bit yeah. or people who are looking to start doing it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. So I guess we'll start from the beginning. Okay. Um Talk to me about your your diet growing up when you became nutritionally aware yeah. and if that coincided with becoming a vegan or if yeah. they were different steps. Okay. Um, so I grew up on a working farm, actually. Um, I moved there when I was about five. And I obviously, as a young child, I wasn't really aware of nutrition. Um, but I became vegetarian or pescatarian when I was six because I just I like really loved animals still love animals obviously and I was really involved with the farm and looking after the animals and I guess when it came to the time of the year when they would be taken off in lorries and sent to the slaughterhouse I was just like absolutely devastated so I slowly kind of realized because it's not really that clear to you when you're a young child what you're eating is actually an animal Mm. so I slowly kind of realized that I was eating the animals that I loved and you know adored and I didn't want to do it anymore I literally was like absolutely not and you know my parents kind of freaked out and were like (laughs) you have to kind of thing and you live on a farm (laughs) yeah and like you know they they obviously back then they we were told it was the healthiest thing to eat. Um, 
so yeah, I think they did freak out, but slowly they realized it was a compassionate choice. And I think they respected that. And um, vegetarian from, yeah, small pescatarian from six till about 21. Then I went vegetarian. And then three years ago, I became vegan. And I kind of, I went vegan because, again, um, ethical reasons, learning about the industry is a little bit more than I had before. And sort of learning about the cruelty involved and not wanting to be a part of it. But then I obviously became aware of the sort of health benefits associated with it, which is just for me like another bonus. Um, And I'm still even to this day becoming aware of more sort of like health benefits and things like that. Yeah, I don't think you ever, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, I don't think you ever stop learning about, I mean, it's science. And nutrition is science. The body is uh, biology. It's a science. And it continues to evolve and grow and you continue to learn more. And it just gets more and more interesting. So, okay, this is really interesting because one of my next questions for you is, is, you know, what was the catalyst? Was it moral? Was it ethical? Was it aesthetic? Was it health-minded? You know, what was it? vegan transition well for the entire thing and it sounds like it was it's always come from an ethical standpoint from you yeah 100% but it's really I find it like it's such a contrast that you grew up on a farm and you would have thought that that you kind of would have felt like that was a way of life but you went the other way with it yeah I think because I didn't live there from birth I moved there when I was five Mm. and I'd already developed sort of an understanding of animals and like just caring about them and loving them because I had dogs. And to me, when I went on the farm, we did look after a lot of the animals, um, like the babies, Mm. um, like the lambs, the calves, all these kind of things. And I, you know, as a child, innocent as I was, I didn't understand why there was a difference between the dogs and my dogs and the cows and the sheep. To me, and there is no difference. They are as, you know, equally deserving of life as each other Mm. and I just kind of was like why do they have to die Mm. and be put on my plate and like why is that fair and I you know it isn't fair and I just I just I guess from a young age was quite stubborn very opinionated (laughs) and I just was like no I'm not going to be a part of this I can live without eating them so why do I yeah why would I eat them and then you said so you mentioned before we started recording that you have a sister yeah is she is she gone down the same path as you yeah, so she kind of, we all, like my mum as well, like loved animals. So it was just really a natural kind of transition for us. And I think Tiffany being my younger sister, she always kind of copied what I did anyway. Um, but she wanted to, yeah, she she became vegetarian. And um, when I went vegan, I remember her thinking it was a bit crazy. She was kind of like, yeah, that's a bit of a step too far. It's really hard. I mean, yeah. we'll come to that, but carry Yeah, on. and she didn't really understand why, but as soon as she kind of watched all the documentaries and stuff that I'd seen, she was like her eyes were open and she was like oh my god I have I have to do it fully on board yeah okay so you touched on um you started to then learn uh later about the health benefits of being a vegan okay so why don't you talk my listeners and myself um through some of this knowledge that I don't I don't have any experience with so I mean my diet wasn't necessarily healthy anyway I'd say that I've become a lot healthier now because I kind of had to be back then. It was, you know, three and a half years ago. So it was, there wasn't all the kind of access that we have to vegan food that we do now. It was like, you know, you do eat a lot more vegetables and you're eating hearty soups and, you know, 
curries and things like that and it's all made of you know, coconut milk and yeah. all the healthiness so I um kind of immediately just became healthier yeah. overnight I wasn't eating all the cheese and the dairy yeah. and the eggs and all those kind of things um and it's weird just in my body I noticed that I lost a lot of weight in oh, two really? weeks my portions were the same yeah um if not bigger and I it wasn't like unhealthy weight though it was like this bloat that I think I'd been carrying around for a few years that just disappeared from my face my body my stomach um all these things and that immediately for me was like it took two weeks and it was just gone um but that was obviously before I discovered vegan junk food um (laughs) wait what's vegan junk food it's just like you know like the vegan cheeses the vegan burgers vegan hot dogs vegan Everything, so there is a everything that you everything. have as a meat eater that is not healthy, you can have as a vegan. And it, it might be healthier yeah. than the meat version, but it's not healthy. healthy. There's yeah, a difference. Of course. Um, so to anyone listening, by being vegan, you don't automatically become healthy. <laughs> there are healthy ways of doing it. And there are actually non-healthy ways of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just... For me, my body, I was just noticing all these changes, my skin, my energy. Like, I wasn't nearly as lethargic as I was before. I felt like I was really sluggish all the time. And I wasn't like that anymore. I also felt really, this is weird, but I just felt quite heavy all the time. Mm. And I felt so much lighter and energetic. And I really got into my fitness, um, which was something that I'd never really been able to keep up. Because I think I just kept getting so tired that I couldn't get enough energy to actually get up and go to the gym and now it's like I've since I became vegan to this point I've been working out non-stop pretty much so you've definitely seen an increase in your energy levels yeah 100% see that's really interesting I mean I think well I should probably tell actually my uh, broadcast listeners it was quite impressive that Lucy was hesitant to come on because she didn't want to push veganism as like a weight loss diet or like a good dietary tool to get in amazing shape which I think is so commendable because it's it's not you know it is it's a dietary choice that can lead to as you've said amazing healthy repercussions but there is this really weird uh pattern out there especially amongst amongst women that any kind of dietary choice whether it's veganism or keto diet or um, carb cycling you know whatever it might be that you're doing it to get in amazing shape and that's not it you know there are so many diets out there which can have an amazing health benefit for you um, and can actually really coincide with either your lifestyle and what works for you or your kind of moral ethical standpoint like with Lucy but actually in order to get aesthetic results in order to look great you know at the end of a diet that doesn't really come down to which diet you choose it comes down to calories and it's that simple calories in calories out so exactly how lucy said that you can be a vegan and still be unhealthy of course you can yeah and like you can be on a ketogenic diet and eat nothing but cheese all day and you're going to be hugely unhealthy exactly um and and everybody needs to bear this in mind you know there is a difference between aesthetic results and health and there is a difference between getting aesthetic results and choosing which diet works for you mentally or lifestyle yeah so okay well this actually brings me on to another question that I was really interested in asking you when I'm in the thick of of a diet to get aesthetic results Mm -hmm. because that's what I do yeah 
Um, it can be really hard for me in terms of being out and about, traveling, uh, that kind of thing. I can find it really difficult to be able to make the dietary choices that coincide with what I'm doing yeah. when I'm not at home. Mm-hmm. So how hard do you find it as a vegan to find those options, to be able to travel, to be able to have it all sorted? Yeah. Do you have any strategies? Um, I mean, obviously, if you're looking to kind of be vegan and travel and have all the luxuries that you have at home as a vegan, Mm. especially in the UK, you know, London um, particularly, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to travel and get, you know, the meat replacements that you might have at home or, you know, the cheese replacements and things like that. Maybe even the plant milks that you enjoy, you might not be able to have access to. Um, but I sometimes find I'm healthier when I travel because you it's back to basics. Yes. So you are back to that diet that I initially started out on when I first became vegan, which was literally a vegan whole food diet, yeah. which is probably one of the healthiest diets that you can have. Definitely. Um, so I find that it's actually it's good because I go and I'm literally eating whole grains and vegetables, you know, tofu, yeah. all those kind of, kind of things that are actually healthy and, you know, nuts, seeds, legumes, you know, lentil, all those kind of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, that your body can actually use. And yeah, utilize. and that you do have access to when you're traveling because, I'm sorry, every country has vegetables. Every, <laughs> every country has rice and, you know, seeds, grains, all those kind of things. It's just... I think for some people getting their head around the fact that maybe they've got used to a diet and they've got, you know, they're really fully into it and they know all that they can eat and then they travel and they're like, this country hasn't caught up with the UK. That can be difficult. But um, I think you've got to see it as a challenge, but also a healthy challenge. And, you know, eat the salads and all those kind of things and enjoy your holiday whilst also being healthy. Obviously, some countries you go to and you're like, oh, my God, this is even more indulgent than the UK, like LA or Amsterdam, places like that. Um, But I don't find it difficult personally. I think that... I think, again, you touch on the similar point to what I mentioned earlier, which, again, is so important, going back to basics. And a lot of the time, the parallels I'm drawing with what you're saying and what I do, a lot of the time my clients will say to me or the readers of of my book will say to me like, oh, it's so funny, you know, I've I've plateaued and I'll I'll look at their Instagram page and they're throwing on diet this and like low calorie that and low fat this. And I'm like, all of that is going to add up. And not only that, your body doesn't have anything to do with that stuff. So there is a time and a place just talking to my audience for diet foods like that when it helps you adhere to the diet and it helps you stay on track, definitely. But if it starts to build up and it starts to take over your kind of whole food, clean kind of food options, that's when you're going to find that not only will your results suffer in in terms of, you know, what are my audience doing, but you'll also find that you're going to become less healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that. I love that you see it as an opportunity to kind of go back to square one. And it almost sounds like kind of a, I don't really believe in this world, but like a quote unquote detox for you to just kind of get your body kind of reset and and really happy. It's restrictive in certain countries. It definitely is restrictive. And that's sometimes... I think, a good thing because, you know, you're going to get all your nutrients from plants. Mm. And actually, if I find I'm traveling and I'm, you know, staying in a place where I can cook, it's – I cook – 
the healthiest meals because I'm out and I've what have I got to work with? I'm working with literally vegetables, grains and, and spices and herbs and all those kind of things. And I whip up some of my healthiest meals. And it's it, you feel even better because you're on holiday, you're in the sun probably, and you're, you know... You you're feel not, fresh. Yeah, you're fresh. Yeah. And you're eating well, so... I understand. I've had not all my holidays, as my followers will know, but I've had holidays where I've, like, stayed on dietary track and I do feel so much better from start to finish. Yeah. And then I've had holidays where I've completely fallen off the wagon and by the time I get home, I'm like, oh, my God, I did so much damage. And you feel it. Mm-hmm. Like you re- I really internally feel it inside yeah. my body and it's it's not it's not pleasant. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you uh, about having a plant-based diet and I, as a vegan, I can only imagine how much you hate this question and how often you get okay, asked it. Okay, yeah. How... So I obviously know that to make a complete protein, you yeah. do not have to be a meat eater. Yeah. So complete proteins do tend to come from meat and dairy. Yes, that's your easiest option, definitely. Yeah. But if you combine things like whole grains and nuts, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, Seeds. Yeah, yeah. Then you, and you kind of can make up that amino acid profile throughout the day, yeah. you are getting your complete proteins in. Yeah. So is this something that you're aware of? Is this something that you've kind of looked into to try and tackle? Because I feel like if any of my followers wanted to try out being a vegan... Mm-hmm. The obviously because a lot of them are interested in aesthetics, the mm-hmm. fact that they wouldn't have such easy direct access to complete protein would probably put them off. So how have you tackled it and what would you recommend? Yeah, so um, for me, I've never even really had to think about it. Um, obviously, I know that if you're working out and you're trying to build muscle, then you definitely need a certain amount of protein each day. Mm. Um, I guess because I have quite a varied diet anyway and I do involve, you know, beans, nuts, seeds, tofu, all those kind of things in my diet, I am getting enough protein from plants as it is. I don't really have to think about it. If you're just going, if you go vegan and then you just literally eat carbs and, you know, that's it. Which and, and, I feel and, like it's a trap a lot of people yeah, fall into. Yeah. And they're and, like, why did I well, gain loads of weight? Well, then, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to, but there's even, like, even things, you can still even eat carbs. Like, I have things like chickpea pasta or red lentil pasta, and it's, mm. the protein value is so high. Um, but obviously, if you're going to the gym and you want to have transformation, you want to build muscle, then there are definitely ways of doing it. I mean, a three bean chili. Yeah, that that has got a huge amount of protein. You know, you can get things like soya mints, tofu. Tofu is, I think, so from the the the, the vegan bodybuilders I follow. Yeah, it tends. I tend to see that they get their their kind of main protein source tends to be tofu Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then with their fats and their carbs throughout the day as you mentioned they'll make up their like whole grains in there like nuts and seeds etc rice quinoa all those things lentils have protein well actually yeah and buckwheat is a complete protein source isn't it it's one of those rare grains that actually does transition into a complete protein so that's great yeah exactly I mean I personally don't struggle like my partner he has, you know, what, a 90% vegan diet. And he's constantly just eating, you know, chilies, lentil, you know, dishes, quinoa with all his meals and stuff like that. And just even vegetables have protein, yeah. you know, which is crazy. Okay, yeah, it's not as much as, say, the nuts, the seeds, all these kind of things, or a meat replacement. But if you're adding that in all together, you've just, you've got plenty, yeah. plenty well, to work with. Well, that's the thing. So I think a lot of, so it's so funny, actually, and I do actually want to talk to you about this because I'm mm. really interested in this weird human behavioural pattern that seems to have developed especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny how 
initially, I feel like there were memes and things on Instagram, pro-vegan memes saying, you know, broccoli has more protein in it per yeah. per gram than per calorie, know, steak, yeah, it or whatever yeah. it is. And it was like, yes, but it's not complete protein, yeah. meaning that it's, it's, it's an amino acid that our bodies already make, which means that your body doesn't need it. However, what is true is to say that you can actually have a 100% plant-based diet and hit your complete proteins as long as you're using the right combinations. Yeah. Um, so I find this really interesting. And this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. I have found that there is this weird divide happening, mm-hmm. especially on social media, but just in the dietary community anyway, between meat eaters and vegans. Yes. And it's so weird that I would say a lot of the time I feel quite attacked if I put like a like a meaty recipe on my Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but then I think on the flip side, and actually I've seen my husband do this and I've reprimanded him for yeah. it. Vegans and vegetarians can feel attacked by meat eaters, like, oh, you're so, I don't know, what self-indulgent or whatever it yeah. is. So, okay, talk to me honestly. Do What do you think of people who choose to keep animals in their diet? Do you Does it bother you? Does it make you uncomfortable? Or are you kind of like, eh, each to their own, you're fine? Um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't agree with it. Right. And I never will. Um, I have had a lot more experience than the average person with what goes on in the farming industry I grew up on an organic British farm um if we're gonna get down to it I guess my views are there's no kind of kind way to slaughter a living being that wants to live Mm. and that's kind of what it comes down to for me I don't find that it's positive to attack people for Mm. what they're doing I think that a lot of it comes from, I mean, I used to eat meat, I used to eat fish, I used to eat all these products. It's not Mm. like I'm judging people for doing that because that was me this however many years ago, you know. I try to educate people in the industries. I try to um, sort of help people go in that direction. I don't think there's anything that can be lost Mm. from moving that way other than kind of having to get used to foods that you weren't eating before yeah um but other than that I don't think there's really a downside so I do fully promote that lifestyle and I don't necessarily agree with eating animals for whether it's dietary reasons or for taste whatever it is um I think that their lives are worthy of more than being someone's meal it's so interesting because so much. But of I don't what mean you... to attack you by saying that. That's just my. I opinion. don't feel. No, you I didn't. Don't. You okay. articulated yourself really well. Okay. No, that's not what I mean. Okay. <laughs> when I say get attacked, trust me, I don't think you would. Yeah. You would be capable of saying some of, some of this stuff. But um, I actually, again, it's really interesting. I can again draw parallels between you know the you having to kind of implement a new diet that isn't quote unquote normal. Yeah. And same with me. Yeah. I, in that, I think sometimes people get. People do seem to think that if you take it upon yourself to make a dietary choice that is right for you, and as I've said already um, in this episode, whether that's a lifestyle choice or a moral or ethical Mm -hmm. choice or even just a dietary intolerance reason, Mm -hmm. if it's not quote-unquote normal, people tend to scoff and call you self-indulgent and kind of of poo-poo what you're about, what you're doing. I am a really big believer that if it makes you feel mentally and or physically, ideally both, 
better, you should be very staunch in your choices of what yeah. you eat and your beliefs. And you and actually, the people out there who are passing judgment, it's sad that even if you don't have to get on board and jump on board with it, you can't open your mind a bit and be like, oh, that's how you live. Mm-hmm. And I hate this term, but it's true. It's how you live your best life. Yeah. That's how you're the best version of you. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. No, it hasn't. But I guess as well as someone that's been vegan for three years and learning about obviously the health benefits for um, for us and obviously the benefits for the animals and the planet, mm. I can only encourage it because it, it is just an all-rounder in terms of positivity, benefits mentally, mm. um, physically, all those things. So I can only promote that. I don't understand people that... I do understand, actually, vegans that get that attack meat eaters. I understand why they're doing that. I understand yeah. it comes from a place of passion and all these things. And a lot of people, especially people that care about animals so much, are protective and, and you know, feel like that. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to have the greatest impact on people that have been doing this their whole lives. Yeah. Because it's just not the right way to teach or impair um, impair knowledge on someone or whatever it is um but yeah it happens vice versa meat eaters attack vegans and all these things i've seen it like (laughs) it's it's crazy it's such a shame that that's happening but i hope that i hope that that will stop happening as much Uh, yeah i think i think this having a we can all learn something from each other again like i say whether or not we choose to you know jump on board is Mm -hmm. a different matter we can all learn like i've learned so much just from even just writing the questions for talking to you today yeah um and obviously like i as soon as i released my first book the four week body blitz which is the first plan i'd ever put out there that had recipes in it um i was inundated with with questions from vegans about making things vegan and i had to learn and i've only bettered my knowledge of nutrition and health by doing so it doesn't mean i've turned into a vegan but what it does mean is that i now know how vegans can make up the amino acid profile and get the aesthetic results that they want to get from training definitely and i wouldn't have learned that like and, and it's it is important because let's just say there is some kind of meat apocalypse, okay? Yeah. And all my bodybuilders are still in the gym, yes. trying to gain their muscle. Yeah. I need to be able to tell them what to eat. Yes, so exactly. There's nothing wrong with learning. I, you know, what I find quite interesting. You were talking about your boyfriend earlier. Do you live together? Yes. And you're saying he's ninety percent yeah. vegan. Okay. Yeah. So one of my questions on here, and I'll actually read it verbatim because I think it's quite funny. I obviously okay. entertain myself. He <laughs> said, "Is your boyfriend a vegan? Is it hard for you guys to cook together? Is it hard to eat the same things at home together?" James and I had a huge fucking laughing cough. We used to argue about our diets all the time. How did you find it? Yeah, so that's that's the verbatim question. Yeah, but... um, it was so. When I first started dating James, I was already vegetarian. Is your boyfriend James? Yeah, he's called James oh, as well. So um, yeah, so when I first started dating him, um, yeah, no, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, so I wouldn't be surprised knowing James is backlogged. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, fine. Um, when I first started dating him, I was vegetarian. He was a huge meat eater. Like I'm talking, you know, chicken for breakfast, steak for lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and it was it was something that I kind of. The more time I spent with him, the more it did start to bother me because of my ethical views and, of course, you know, cross-contamination, all these kind of things. And oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. So especially when we moved in together, it became it became a bit of a problem. It did. And I guess I, <laughs> I am quite outspoken, but um, especially with the people that are closest to me. And I felt like, okay, 
how are we going to deal with this? So I just took him on a journey that I went on, which is basically watching the documentaries that I'd watched. And man, he was like completely shocked. He was like, he went into it with the most stubborn mind you've ever met in did. your life. Of course he Like, did. okay, I watched it, fine. <laughs> and he watched it and he was like, well, best stop eating red meat then. Oh, really? So yeah. it was like that quick? That quick. And I was like, um, please. Which was the documentary that you felt like turned So him? the ones, there's so many different ones. Obviously, there's ones that are uh, sort of mainly about the environmental impacts that the animal agricultural industry has on our planet. That's to do with the methane yeah. and the, I've heard about this. And also the deforestation, species extinction, all yeah. those kind of things. Um, then there's, you know, the more the ones that show behind the scenes of what happens to the animals, which are so brutal. But I do think everyone that eats animals should should watch because it's, you know, you need to know where then your food's coming from. they can make an informed choice. Exactly. Yeah. And then there are the ones that are more recently becoming more popular about the health benefits. And this one was called Forks Over Knives. It's actually a little bit of an older one. And it talked about, you know, um, the, the correlation between red meat and, and cancer and... Um, all these kind of things and and heart disease, um, diabetes and all that kind of thing. And he was watching it and his mouth was like, oh, my God. And he walked away from it like, and I just never thought I'd I'd have this day would happen. But he was just like, I'm, I'm going to have to stop eating red meat. Stopped eating red meat. And then it became more of an ethical thing. I mean, he loves animals. We've got animals together and he doesn't agree with the killing of animals for food. But he was still eating them. So he slowly stopped eating chicken. And he, you know, we live together. I cook. I thought personally, if I got it, I'd be fine. Young people and sports people, we think we'd be okay. But the truth is that it can hit any of us hard. Like, I hate not being able to play GA, not go out and socialise with my friends. The sacrifices are the only way. So we really need to help each other along the way. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Every day, pretty much, if I can. And um, he's definitely spoiled in terms of the meals that he gets fed yeah. all the time and the cooking and whatever. So he does naturally eat 90% vegan. He will occasionally eat fish. Um, he doesn't like dairy and doesn't agree with the dairy industry and doesn't actually... He's actually quite allergic to it, but he will eat I, it on I, a pizza if he's hungover. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like we're all a little yeah. bit lactose intolerant. Yeah, and that actually he a lot has of coughing people... fits, and he's like, <laughs> like literally, you yeah. know, can't breathe properly from eating it. I find a lot of my clients, if if something funny is happening with them that shouldn't really be happening, given the, the program that they're on, yeah. Dairy. One of the very first things I'll eliminate yeah. is dairy and see how they react. And I think I've heard people say similar things about gluten, but in my experience and I've been doing it for like seven years now, it tends to be dairy. Mm-hmm. It, and I actually don't drink dairy or yeah. eat dairy really ever at all. If I do, it's kind of, it's, uh, yeah, kind of incidental. It's like, a, you know. And I have whey protein, but generally yeah. speaking, I don't find that I respond that well to it at all. Yeah, and I think that as well, now that we have like, I mean, a crazy amount of alternatives that are yeah. so much more competitive in terms of their nutritional value, it's it's just like so easy for people to move away from dairy, which is amazing. And so he, yeah, he literally just eats fish every now and then, but he eats ninety percent vegan diet. I think he probably will end up going vegan at some point. But the yeah, I mean, transition, 
Yeah, he's, I mean, over halfway. I mean, the transition that he's gone through over the last three years from literally eating steak every single day to the point where literally our freezer was filled with Yeah, I mean, that's steaks. not good for you. And no. that applies to anything, can yeah. we just say? Yeah, like. filled with steaks. And he was like, he's like, he is a gym freak. He loves the gym. Uh, goes to the gym every day, obsessed with building muscle, obsessed with being, you know, the heaviest version of himself that he can be whilst being in shape kind of thing um the irony of men and women i know so <laughs> it's like it was all about protein it still is but yeah. he is lef- definitely learning about the the nutritional value of plant protein and how yeah. how great it and how be. to how to make it how up to, appropriately yeah, yeah. Exactly. and i would say and i will get onto this with you in, in a minute loose but i would say if you do want to try out being a vegan and you do have aesthetic goals um or kind of, you know, hypertrophy goals, um, do some research. You can make up a complete amino acid profile um, on a vegan diet. It, I'm not going to lie. It's going to take a little bit of work, and you're obviously going to want more options than tofu and, you know, protein powders, but you can do it. You just need to be smart with your fats and your carb uh, combination. So just look into it. Um, and actually, on Instagram and on YouTube, there are some amazing, like, vegan bodybuilders bodybuilders yeah and you can find them and you know they, they'll even talk on camera at length about how they make up their their daily diet which leads me nicely to my next question for you which is why don't you talk us through kind of a normal day of eating or like breakfast lunch and dinner yeah. if you snack i don't know okay. but how it normally looks yeah so um i'm trying to be healthy at the moment new year everything um <laughs> so i jazz. will for a morning, an average morning for me would be like, I love making overnight oats, which yes. basically consists of oats, cashew nut milk, um, sunflower seeds, chia seeds, maple syrup. Yummy. And I'll just put that in the fridge the night before and eat it in the morning with maybe some like rhubarb or whatever. And that's pretty delicious. Um, there's a recipe for that actually in my new book. Um, and so I've been cooking a lot with my new book at the moment. Um, but for lunch, I, it depends what I'm doing. If I'm out and about, I'm fully all for like a prep vegan sandwich or yeah. the vegan mac and cheese that they do or whatever. I feel like prep were the first chain to do. To really go, yeah, yeah take on the vegan options. Um, definitely that was, when that happened, I remember thinking, oh my God, that's crazy. But then that, here we are today in 2019 and pretty much every supermarket has a vegan range and it's, yeah. it's mental. I drove past two vegan restaurants on my way here. Yeah. And I obviously now because I'm thinking about it because I knew I was yeah. in Virginia, I was like, it's quite astounding how quickly it's, it's, it's grown. It's exploding. Yeah. It's mental. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then I, or if I have time, I love cooking tofu scramble and having that on toast with like you know, even baked beans, avocado. What's tofu scramble? So it's basically tofu that is crumbled into, um, it's like a kind of pasty um, marinade kind of thing. And it, because tofu has no flavour. So with so it tofu. it takes on whatever you cook it with. Tofu is a healthy protein-based food. Um, but it is. It totally depends on what you cook it with, which is actually the same for a lot of meat. Um, for anyone out there that eats eats meat, um, and it's you know it's all about how you marinate it. So it's literally a thing called nutritional yeast, which you probably haven't heard of, or maybe you have. Yeah, but it's a complete protein, isn't it? Yeah, nutritional yeah. yeast mixed with um, herbs and spices like paprika, turmeric, garlic. Um, and you just, that's how you flavour it, basically. It's like a like Middle Eastern-y taste Kind of, it. It, it's got an eggy 
uh, flavour to it. And that's kind of, I think, where the recipe came about. People trying to recreate scrambled eggs in the morning. And that's yeah. what it looks like. If you yeah. look at it, you're like, that's scrambled eggs. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have if, I'm, if I've got time. And then for lunch... Like I said, that or, you know, I'll whip up some kind of pasta dish with broccoli. Veg- like I just love like Mediterranean pasta yeah. or, you know, I don't, sandwiches with maybe I'll make like a chickpea style tuna, which is basically mashed chickpeas with a vegan mayo. And I like, saw this in your bits. book because I so Lucy's um, publishers very kindly sent me Lucy's books before. And I saw that and I was like, I need to yeah, try that. That's like it a protein so based good. sandwich filling. Yeah. Um and it's really, really yummy. Really easy to make. Um so there's that and then I do snack throughout the day. I love snack I love chocolate. So Ugh, don't we all dark chocolate is just my life. And I love there's so many different vegan chocolates now, which is so amazing. I have this one with Himalayan salt and it yeah. is incredible. I love just having like a block of chocolate after a meal or maybe even, you know, half a bar or whatever, just to get give that sugar fix. I love sugar. Yeah. Um so that or have dates with peanut butter or, you know, I anything really. I love I have so many different I get these snack boxes sent to me of all the vegan snacks and like it's just filled with, you know, different types of crisps and sweets and all these things so I genuinely just go and find something like that to eat yeah and then dinner I would have like I don't know a chili or you um, mentioned three bean chili I do love a bean chili yeah it's there's another chain which I will remain nameless because I don't want to pimp out loads of chains but they do a really good three bean chili I had it last week and I was like this is amazing yeah so I love that really easy you can also batch cook it and put it in the fridge or the freezer and have it for like the whole week which is so easy if you're on the go all the time um so yeah that's kind of an average day really sounds pretty yummy um let me ask you you so you've got two cookbooks and you started cooking vegan food three years yes. ago. How long did it take you to get enough of an inventory to be like, you know what, I can actually do a cookbook Yeah, now. so it was pretty quick for me because I think I've just always been a massive food lover. And when I first went vegan, in my eyes, what I was doing was making a sacrifice for, yeah. I guess, my beliefs. And I was like, my food and everything is never going to be the same. I'm just going to have to accept I'm not going to eat nice food for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then I slowly got bored of that analogy. And I was like, um, there's got to be another actually, way. Yeah, I really miss food and <laughs> I really just want to eat like everything. So I just did loads of research about recipes. I started experimenting in the kitchen. I'd never really cooked before. I used to live off takeout. So so it was a whole new venture for me. And I was like, you know what? This is hard. And some people out there, there's not enough cookbooks at the time. There are now. Obviously, there's, it's gone crazy. It's the highest growing yeah. uh, ver- form of cookbook yeah. in the industry. I know. It's vegan um, so, But three years ago, there was really nothing out there for people that didn't want to just eat really healthy meals every single day. So I just, yeah, I just thought maybe this is an idea for people. And maybe you're a pioneer. Can help them make the transition and show them that you can eat whatever you want basically but yeah. vegan and you don't have to miss out on the taste okay so for for my for my followers i always say a lot of them say i want to get into veganism how do i do it and the first thing i say is i'm not a vegan so i'm yeah. really not the right person to ask but then the second thing i say is look if it's like any other dietary advice that i recommend i would say start with one meal a day that's it just make yeah. one meal a day vegan and every few days, or if you want, every day, try and change what that option is. And before yeah. you know it, you'll be a few weeks in and you will have 
you know, a good handful of meals that you like, that mm-hmm. you kind of have figured out work well for you. And then you can make two meals a day vegan and then you can make three and then you can go from there and you can grow on it. Because I think in terms of both what you do and both and what I do um, in terms of the kind of diets that we profess work really well for us for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like they have to go all in right away. And it can actually sometimes really be quite a shock to the system, quite a shock to the lifestyle. And you can throw in the towel quite quickly. And mm-hmm. something that you were really excited about trying and doing all of a sudden becomes impossible. Yeah. So I would always say like slowly, slowly kind of bleed into it. Let it bleed into your life until you actually have enough uh, kind of options that you can make it a real legitimate yeah. dietary choice. Now, what are some of your recommendations for people who want to start but literally have no idea how. I mean, obviously, you need to know yourself. You need to know your personality. You need to know what works best for you. For me, I love a challenge. I'm very determined and I don't give up on anything once I've put my mind to it. So I was like, I'm going to do this overnight. It's going to happen and I'm not going to... It's going to be it for now. So there are... And I have friends like that that did it overnight and they've stuck with it and they've just, you know, it's their life now. But there are obviously friends of mine that are a little bit more, maybe a bit more chilled, a bit more wishy-washy, a bit more like, oh, just easygoing, laid back and just want to just do whatever's easiest. And they have, like you said, um, just started including meals, just making conscious decisions when they're out and about. If they have the option to have a vegan meal, then they'll take it because it's there. Um, Investing in good cookbooks is important, I think. I agree. Um, Even just for you know, those meals when you're coming home from a long day and you just want to cook up something easy or quick or for the weekends, if you have friends around, those kind of things are really useful. Um, But research is probably the most important thing. There are so many vegan food bloggers on Instagram. It's crazy. And if you follow them, you won't want to not eat vegan food because you go through and you're just, your mouth is watering and you are, there's just, inspiration after inspiration so I'd say those are definitely helpful um and I guess just learning about the the replacements for everything yeah learning about you know it's it is a minefield because there's so much out there and it is kind of like a rebirth situation where you have to relearn everything it takes a few months and then that's what I say I think with time comes ease and Mm. then you get to a point where you don't actually have to think before you eat because you know what you're going to eat what what you were eating is vegan and you don't even have to like research or do anything so it's it's just all a transition really I find this bit with some of my followers who who will start kind of a clean eating diet or or a health or one of my books which is you know actually to be honest there's quite a a fair few options on there but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time they'll say things like um oh, I'm just getting bored of eating the same foods all the time. And I think you were eating the same foods all the time before you started a new diet. Exactly. It's just now you're eating healthier foods. Yeah. Um. I think you're completely right. With time does come ease. You... And like I say, I think it is a really good option to kind of slowly, slowly bleed one meal a day or a week or whatever um, Mm -hmm. and build on it, build on it, build on it. And you will slowly find foods that you like, which you end up eating all the time. I know I did. I eat the same foods all the time and I love them. They're easy. They're quick. They make me feel satiated, happy Mm -hmm. um, and full and and energetic. Um, And you can build on it and and you will probably find, no matter what diet you end up following, that you do end up eating the same foods. Um, But if you don't like like them change them like yeah. use it as an opportunity you know as Lucy said to go and read a blog like buy a cookbook and yeah. find something new to do with your diet exactly and experiment and don't you know don't hold back and don't sort of have 
preconceived conceptions of foods that you've never tried because until you've tried things you're just not going to know if you like it or not and it's so easy to look at something and be like oh I don't know if that looks like you know what I would like to eat you've got to try it and be open-minded and you know there's no harm in noting down which recipes you love the most and then just finding vegan versions of those recipes oh totally I say this to my followers too like what were your favorite foods now look at the food bible in in my book and you know you've got your amazing vegan books out there as well for anyone who's interested in, in trialing you know some of her recipes which do look pretty amazing I'm not gonna lie um look at the food bible and make a substitution what can you eat what do you like to eat if you don't like avocado why don't you choose some kind of nuts instead or you know choose choose another fat or you know in my books if you don't like chicken choose a fish like well you know you don't have to be so rigid um try out new things and and as long as it kind of fits under the umbrella of being a vegan or whatever diet it is you're doing a high protein diet whatever as long as it falls under that umbrella don't be scared to try new things and try new options you don't have to get stuck mm-hmm. okay so we are running out of time i've just got one last question for you so we've talked about your books both yeah. of them feed me vegan right feed me vegan feed me vegan for all occasions which is the second book yeah and the difference between the two is that the first one's kind of comfort foods and stuff like that and the second yeah. one is more well, they're like both comfort food but i guess the first one is just like a mass of recipes that all the kind of replacements that you want when you first go vegan and then the second one is just more there's just sections to it so there's like on the go quick and easy healthy and then there's things for like dinner parties and stuff like that so that's I guess you know that's for when you've maybe got your head around it and you actually want to be able to categorize you know your food your meals and everything like that and you want to say to all your friends and family like stop calling me a freak try my food you're gonna love it come around for dinner (laughs) yeah I'll sort it for you yeah okay so what is up next for you because I know you've got a couple more projects in the Pipelines, yeah. which are really impressive. So, what what's next? Um, so we well, I launched a food range at the end of last year, and um, that's in Waitrose at the moment, which is sort of already meals, frozen meals that are healthy, hearty, can be microwavable, can be cooked in the oven. Um, and I'm just expanding on that at the moment. So I've been basically developing more meals, which we're hoping to launch this year. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of my main focus at the moment. I want to get back into my YouTube videos. So I just shot my first YouTube video of this year today and focusing more on like recipe videos. I think people love the aesthetic of cooking yes. and all those kind of things. And um, that's definitely something I want to focus on as well. Um, but there's so many things I'm doing that I can't talk about, but I just, you know, it's all under the same umbrella yeah. of, you know, um, veganism, food, all that kind of thing. So so this is something that you're really pursuing now as like a calling, a career. Yeah, a... it's my passion and it is, you know, it's just like everything I believe in. And it's just so nice for me to be able to make that also uh, include it in my business decisions as well. I would never want to do something that conflicts with that. Of course. See, so um, people might not know this, although I might have already said this, I'm not sure. I feel, I lose track of what I do and don't say. Um, but Lucy and I actually share an agent. And yeah. the, when I, I called him to ask him some questions about you. Did you? <laughs> yeah, and I, he said, you know what's really funny is you're actually really similar in your not only your work ethic, but your ethics around what I do in, in kind of health and fitness and body yeah. transformation and what you do with veganism Mm -hmm. he was like you're both 
like absolutely unwilling to compromise your beliefs at yeah. any point. And like, yeah. I, I, I've said this before on the podcast, you know, given what I do, I turn down, you know, really great endorsement deals with people who are basically selling laxatives yeah. or just absolute crap that doesn't work because I'm like, no, I really believe in what I'm doing and this is not a good a good image to put out there. Yeah. And he said that you're exactly the same with, with yeah. your kind of animal rights 100%. activist stuff. I'm and, super picky about what I do. Yeah, but that's um, good. That's why if you're going to, if you're going to follow somebody, if somebody's going to champion a cause and you're going to follow them make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons yeah um and it sounds to me like you are through and through doing it for all the right reasons yeah so good for you you. good for you and keep keep busting your balls it's very (laughs) very impressive thank you That is it for today's episode of the podcast. Now, please do not forget to tune in next week when I will be talking to nutritionists, to the athletes, to the stars, to pretty much every sports team you can imagine, Mr. Phil Lurney. He's a huge idol of mine, so it should be a really, really good show. Now, in the meantime, please, 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 if you are enjoying this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could hit subscribe, if you could give us a good rating, a good comment. The more engagement we can get from you, the better the podcast will do thank you so so much have a wonderful week guys you deserve more than a bank at unpost money we understand that big decisions are easier to make when things work with you not against so whether you want to get a new car or landscape a summer garden escape, you'll find a loan that's built around you with our new low standard rate and simple process. Visit onpost.com forward slash loans or your local post office. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. New applications only. Unpost acts as a credit intermediary on behalf of Avancard DAC. Unpost trading as Unpost money is authorised as a credit intermediary by the CCPC. Avancard DAC trading as Avant money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Podcast Network.